good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Cody Cook, he need cut again. Because all the hippies are trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Karagi, to all my friends and relatives in four directions. You're listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. Hey, we discuss local and national Native news, and as you know, Haley, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues. You're absolutely right, Robert. And this portion of the show is supported by JS Bean Factory off Randolph Avenue in St. Paul. Native-owned, bringing us the best coffee that keeps us awake. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I am awake. Hey, uh, we got a, a crazy show today, and we're really excited. We got uh, Roya Taylor, uh, Bob Blake, and uh, a couple segments with Bob, and uh, we're talking about some stuff. And also, before we get going here, I know we have uh, the governor, uh, Governor Evers, uh, giving us an update uh, as he does weekly, I just want to give a quick shout out about Saturday reframing our stories exhibit opening. You know, uh, talking about Native Americans, uh, all the pictures they found and the exhibits from Saturday 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. and we're going to go live at 1 p.m. So stop by and say hi to Haley while I'm uh, kibitzing on the on the radio live. Yes, you guys come hang out with us at the Minnesota History Center this Saturday, October 21st from 11 to 2. We'll be going live there. Uh, so, yeah, come look through the photographs with us and see if you can spot any of your relatives uh, back from the 50s and 60s. And 70s. Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very cool. And then uh, tomorrow, uh, and I guess there is limited uh, for the movie... Uh, uh, that's going to be playing here, the Killers of the Flower Moon. That will be happening tonight and then tomorrow, and then next week we'll talk about it. Uh, three and a half hours, but I hear uh, it goes really fast. Uh, and also, I always talk about the fact that cons, uh when it was shown at cons, it had a 45-minute standing ovation. It was so good. So I'm excited to see that. So mm-hmm. much going around, going on around here in the Twin Cities. But uh, without further ado, you didn't know I spoke fa- uh, French, did you, Haley? I did uh, not. Further ado. That's Fancy. A, yeah. That's uh, take a listen to uh, Governor Evers of Wisconsin. Hey there, Native Roots Radio. Governor Tony Evers here with my weekly update. Republicans are dragging their feet on the most pressing issues facing our state, even as Wisconsin small businesses, farmers and producers, hospitals and healthcare sectors, and schools, among other critical employers and industries, continue to face significant challenges filling available jobs. And with each day of Republican delay and inaction, Wisconsin families, employers, and communities, especially in our rural areas, pay the price. Childcare centers are closing their doors in communities like Lancaster and Cashton. Providers are raising their rates so that they can pay their staff and their bills. Kids and families are on childcare wait lists if they can find care nearby at all. The truth is, Wisconsin childcare providers, parents, and workforce can't afford continued Republican inaction. I'm announcing emergency stopgap funding to stabilize our state's childcare industry and prevent its imminent collapse. I'm directing $170 million to continue the Child Care Accounts Program to help support our child care industry through the end of the biennium, providing direct relief to over 4,000 child care providers statewide. I promise to do everything I could to stabilize our child care industry, support working families, and recruit, retain, and train a workforce that can meet the needs of the 21st century. And I keep my promises. But I also want to be clear, while I'm hopeful this investment will stave off an urgent collapse of our state's child care industry, this is a stopgap measure and will still not make our child care providers whole. Republicans must do the right thing, put politics aside, and join us in the important work of finding real solutions for the real challenges facing our state. 
You know, keep fighting for child care providers, working families, employers, and our communities every day until they do. Thank you. Back to you, Robert, and Radio. Wow. Hey, thanks, Governor Evers, for that update. Uh, just a uh, um, thank goodness we have Governor Evers in Wisconsin. Right, right. Yeah. And just talking about, too, like kids and families on child care wait lists, um, that is just really, really hard. You know, if parents can't find people to watch their kids, they can't go to work and they can't make a living, let alone pay for child care services. So, um, yeah, I'm just it's really great news to hear that Governor Tony Evers did put the emergency uh, stopgap funding towards child care in the state of Wisconsin. Um, I don't know if you knew this before, Robert, but uh, right out of college, I was actually working at a pretty fancy daycare. I'm not going to say which one here in Minnesota, but um, I was an infant teacher and I would hear all the time from parents um, just not necessarily complaining, but, you know, worried about how they're going to be able to pay for the next month of child care at the place I was at. And it was always just so devastating um, to hear that parents and families were concerned and not able to find care. I know. And it, it's it's crazy because uh, it's a double-edged sword if you can't find uh, or can't afford uh, for child care and you can't afford to work like you said and if you can't afford to work you can't afford uh, child uh, child care costs so my goodness yeah but luckily they have the governor Tony Evers trying to do some good work there you know I, I'm wondering too and it's just, just speculation and maybe we can ask Arvina when she's on again uh, or mm-hmm. somebody from Wisconsin uh, I know Tony Evers is uh, getting up there in years. Who do we have in the waiting uh, to run for governor? That's that's, that's a good question. Because I think he's going to be 74 years old, if I'm not mistaken, uh, when he's running for re-election. So mm. um, is he up for it again? I know he had some health issues. I know he, I think he suffers from uh, Crohn's or something like that. So he's... Uh, uh really kicking butt and we just uh hope the best for him in wisconsin uh we love going into wisconsin i see you went in there today i did i did i had a fun little hike this morning out of uh willow river state park which is very close to uh the st croix river here just across the border uh between minnesota and wisconsin so yeah just being a ho-chunk descendant i had to go go put some good medicine in one of those wisconsin rivers this morning and you saw an interesting sign. I wonder if you want to just uh, quickly uh, touch base on that because it was uh, very yes. interesting. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I know you and I briefly talked about this before, but uh, so there's a sign out there at this is at the Willow Falls out there at Willow uh, River State Park. And there's a sign that says 1910 Willow Falls was once a hidden gem undisturbed by humans. Mm. That is until 1914, a German immigrant by the name of Christian Burkhard, seeing great potential for the power in the rushing water of the falls, built his mill. (laughs) I know. So, like, apparently people didn't exist, you know, in the state of Wisconsin before 1910, but... (laughs) <laughs> yeah. You know, no one heard those falls rushing, apparently. I guess there were no Native Americans around, but... Well, even 1910, for goodness sakes. I know the French have been here and gone back and forth in Wisconsin in the 1600s. Uh, they didn't stumble upon that. <laughs> I don't think so. I think there were people that knew about that. Thank goodness for the Germans. And uh, the, the it sounds like they put together some sort of dam or something, huh? Yeah, right. Didn't leave it natural, of course. I got to build something on it. <laughs> right on. Well, hey, thanks for investigating that. And uh, and uh, I know that's an awesome, awesome place. And it looked like the water was running good, which is yep. good because, you know, we're uh, on the borderline of a big drought here in the five-state area. And I know we've had some rain lately, and that's, uh, that's a good sign. But uh, that's enough of my weather report. Why don't we... Uh, take a break here and uh who do we got up next there haley we've got bob blake from red lake nation with uh, the solar bear with the solar news right on and then in between that we have roya taylor of kfai stopping in and giving us an update of uh what's happening around the twin cities and a little bit about his radio show 
Yeah, very good stuff. All right. Hey, we'll be right back. This is Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake. Stay with us. Getting bus and train information in your language just got easier. Customers who call Metro Transit at 612-373-3333 are able to select language options at the start of the call. Access Next Trip, their automated real-time schedule information tool and other Metro Transit assistance by calling 612-373-3333. For more information about other transit informational tools, visit metrotransit.org slash tools. Be a vaccinative. As the fall season continues, new COVID-19 variants threaten the health of not just you, but our elders as well. These new variants might even evade previous vaccines. That's why it's important to stay up to date. The newly authorized vaccines target current variants effectively and are FDA approved for ages six months and older. But there is an important note. These are the first COVID vaccines to be commercialized, which means there may be costs associated with them. Speak with your health insurer about your coverage before scheduling an appointment to avoid a surprise bill. For those without health insurance, help is available. Ask your health clinic about options or visit vaccines.gov for free locations. Getting vaccinated protects you from severe disease. Don't put yourself or elders at risk. So be a vaccinative and protect our community. You can visit vaccines.gov for free vaccine locations. This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health. The Guthrie Theater presents For the People, an irreverent new comedy born of the Twin Cities native community. In the play, April Dakota dreams of opening a wellness center on Franklin Avenue to serve the native community. She's counting on a grant to make it happen, but when her presentation goes sideways, she's forced to make a decision that puts the community and her culture at risk. On stage now through November 12th. Tickets at GuthrieTheater.org. That's through November 12th. GuthrieTheater.org. Hey, welcome back to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake. This portion of the show is supported by Native Ritz Radio Network on Patreon. Support honest Native news from Natives themselves. Native Ritz Radio Network on Patreon. Honestly honest, uh, I'd like to say here on Native Ritz Radio. And uh, we have a special guest, as always, uh, I feel like as special as Robert, Le- Robert Blake. And um, he's the owner of Solar Bear and also... CEO of Native Sun, um, nonprofit uh, solar company. And we're always great to have Robert on here, but we, we're going to stretch it out a little bit today. We're going to have Robert on a couple segments here, but we wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, again, like we did yesterday with uh, Senator Agard from Wisconsin. We want to talk a little bit about what, what's happening here, uh, good and bad with uh, the marijuana. And Bob, you're Bob Blake from Red Lake and your tribe's uh, selling uh, legal cannabis in a good way and first on there. And we really uh, support this uh, economic development in this tribe, in your tribe. Yeah, Robert, thank you. Um, I, you know, I, I think that's uh, incredible that, you know, all this is taking place and probably should have taken place a long time ago. <laughs> but, um, you know, I mean, you know, I, I, I think about that, that uh, group of kids that were on spring break. I think it was last year or the year before they were in Florida and they bought that laced marijuana with right. um, fentanyl yeah, and, and they died, you know? And I, I, I really feel like if, if we're going to have this, you know, I mean, you know, this has been happening for years, you know, kids have been smoking, you know, marijuana and whatnot for years, but I just don't want people to die for wanting to, you know, I, I guess, you know, partake in, in, in which has been kind of like a, you know, a natural, you know, right, you know, in, in growing up, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And, and, and these kids, you know, died from that. So, you know, I think Red Lake taking the, taking the lead on this and, and getting kind of out of the gate first of it, this, you know, and and I think that individuals um, that are old enough to to purchase and use recreationally, um, you know, safely, you know, I just think that is really good for the industry as a whole, mm-hmm. you know, 
And and so I, I full heartedly, wholeheartedly support Red Lake and all tribal nations that want to be involved in this industry. You know, especially, Robert, when you consider that, let's be honest, that black and brown people, you know, uh, BIPOC communities have borne, you know, the biggest, you know, uh, you know, the biggest brunt yeah. of this during the drug wars. Right, the drug wars. And remember, our, our friend Bill Clinton did three strikes and you're out. And there's a lot of people that are in prison right now that uh, you might have been their third strike, might have been selling marijuana, you know. And do, that was uh, that was a bad, bad thing that happened. And it happened directly with BIPOC people. Well, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, um, kind of interesting, Robert, I, I, I've been asked to to get on to sit on a panel that's going to be happening coming up. And um, I don't have all the details yet, but, you know, it, 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 we're going to be talking about this issue. And I, I think that one of the things that, you know, is, is, is of concern, you know, especially in BIPOC communities is outside corporate interests that, yeah. you know, want to be in this industry um, and, you know, take then the proceeds out of state, right? Um, and, and that, and, and, you know, and that wasn't, you know, and, and though, and those aren't the communities that have suffered the most, you know what I mean? So, you know, I, I really do believe that there, there needs to be some type of, you know, that this conversation does need to happen. I'm glad that it's being formed right now. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, from the way that I understand it, it's St. Paul college that's forming this conversation. So you know, I'm, I'm really excited to participate in this and, and, and really give my opinion on it. But, you know, it, it, it really is, um, you know, I think an equity issue and, and it really is, you know, uh, just, a you know, the, it's about doing what's right, you know, when, when it comes right down to it. So, um, I, I hope to see that this industry, you know, take the, the necessary precautions to, to legitimize itself you know, through right. continuing education, through certifications. Um, those are things that I've been in conversation with and, you know, and, and so um, I hope that those types of steps that we're taking, you know, you know, as community members from, from these, from these communities that have been most affected by it, you know, really get heard up at the Capitol, you know, when they're making these decisions on who gets licensed and who doesn't get licensed in the state. I feel like that was kind of part of the promise, at least when I've had uh, people talking about on my radio show is to include uh, BIPOC communities because they were highly uh, affected by this, whether, you know, uh, we have per capita more Native Americans in prison than any other uh, group of people. Uh, And then I'm sure the next is African Americans. And, uh, you know, this to me... If I, I I think I have a good memory, but this to me was part of the promise here in Minnesota. You know, and 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 I think, and you know, and I think that 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 those promises are, you know, I I hope are are going to be kept. I, I don't want to say that they're not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But but you know, I think that this is a way, you know, for us in in our communities, you know, who have been affected by this you know, to really advocate and really remind the powers that be that, you know, those promises were made mm-hmm. and, 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 and we want to be a part, you know, of, you know, the maturity of, of this, of this industry. And we want to see those benefits, you know, directly support those communities. Like I've said before that have been most affected. And I think that one of the ways that we do that is through, you know, certifications through this education, through this, through this legitimizing the industry that, you know, you need to hold a certain, you know, something to be working in it. Um, You need to be licensed by the state, you know, uh, you know, something like that, right? Right. Uh, Continuing education, you know, I mean, we, we, we have, you know, my hairstyle, you know, I go get my hair done, um, Robert. and. Looks yeah, good. and 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 she has to go and sit yep. through continuing education. All right. You know what I mean? I mean, we're yeah. we are, you know, and and so we are, you know, letting 
individuals, you know, purchase, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, a, a form of hallucination, you know, that, 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 that should be, um, someone doing that should, should probably have a license or something. So, so that's why I say like, you know, I think that's going to put it to me, in my opinion, that allows the legitimate, the legitimacy to happen in this industry and also the ability for, I'm, I'm, and, and I'm speaking just for myself, Robert, but mm-hmm. I, I think that the local ownership and the dollars right. stay in our state and support our communities, you know, uh, you know, more. Well, I don't want to get into a situation and uh, this is probably uh spitballing a little too much, Robert, but uh, I don't want to get into a situation where a foreign company comes in like a pipeline and doesn't care about the economy. I don't want a out of state business to come in here and um, take profits. Like you said earlier, out of state, I, I want this to be homegrown and, um, in more than one way, not just as uh, cannabis, but also homegrown in the BIPOC community and businesses. Uh, we deserve that, right? Uh, again, we were affected the most and have been affected the most uh, legally. And um, it's just the right thing to do. And we need to keep on talking about that. And it sounds great that you're going to be able to speak on that in the symposium. Yeah, absolutely. And And this all just came about with, you know, Solar Bear talking about we should put solar on top of these grow houses <laughs> in agrovoltaics. And then we started talking more. And then I heard about a, a you know, uh, uh, an outside uh, corporation that is, you know, up in the northeastern part of the state that it's buying up massive amounts of land huh. to, to house growing houses. And it just dawned on me, Robert, that I was like, you know, well, I, you know, this, this, this really um, is not what I think. You know, uh, the state of Minnesota saw when they was doing all this, and and, and our lawmakers can't see all the angles, you right? Know? But I think, as like I said, we mature. You know, I'm starting to see that we need to be able to have some type of certification, some type of education around this, so we can legitimize the industry, and then you know, allow for our you know, residents to, you know, participate and hold these in, in, in that, you know, be one of the milestones that anybody who wants to participate in this industry has to, you know, abide to. Absolutely. And I, I just, uh, you know, it reminds me of predators, you know, that come in during a hailstorm or, or people outside if there's a tornado and, um, we need to, to license our local people and not these big conglomerates that really don't care about the community and care about, um, like you said, the education uh, that has to come with uh, getting a license like this. Yeah. And, and I hope Robert that, you know, um, we continue to have these conversations and as soon as I find out exactly when, what, when, and when the symposium is, I will let you know, Robert, and then you can announce it on the show. Absolutely. Hey, Robert, we're going to take a break between you and I, and we're going to have Roya on with us the next segment, but we're going to end the show with you again. So hold on, stay with us. You're listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake, and we were just talking with Robert Blake of Solar Bear with the, the cannabis news, and then later on the show, it'll be with the solar news. Ho! We'll be right back. Stay with us. Minnesotans age 65 plus might qualify for Health Partners Minnesota Senior Health Options. The plan includes personal support, coverage for medical prescription drugs and dental, plus over 30 extra benefits. Eligibility information is available at healthpartners.com slash one plan. Health Partners is a health plan that contracts with both Medicare and the Minnesota Medical Assistance Medicaid program to provide benefits of both programs to enrollees. Enrollment in Health Partners depends on contract renewal. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's Let's live live and and let let howl. 
October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and Stronghearts Native Helpline is here to help. If you are experiencing domestic or sexual violence, Stronghearts advocates provide culturally appropriate support and advocacy for Native Americans and Alaska Natives. Free, confidential, anonymous, 24-7. Stronghearts advocates are Native American and take a Native-centered approach to every contact. Call or text 1-844-762-8483. That's 1-844-7-NATIVE. Or chat online at www.strongheartshelpline.org. Boujou, hello. My name is Wabin. I am an enrolled member of the White Earth Nation, descendant of the Navajo Nation, and co-chair of the Indigenous Employee Resource Group with the Minnesota Department of Transportation. MnDOT is hiring for a variety of positions from road maintenance to accounting and more. We offer great benefits. For more information or to set up a one-on-one resume and application assistance, visit mn.gov slash careers or you can text or call 612-257-2388. 612-257-2388. In this critical time for Indian country, voting is crucial to protecting the land, water, and communities. Voting creates collective power in securing our planet's future amid climate chaos. Engage in personal conversations with loved ones to ensure they are making informed voting choices. Register to vote. And don't forget that 16- and 17-year-olds can pre-register to vote in Minnesota. NACTI is asking us to stand together and make voting a tradition. Go to NACTI.org to learn more and make your pledge to vote. October's Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and Stronghearts Native Helpline is here to help. If you are experiencing domestic or sexual violence, Stronghearts advocates provide culturally appropriate support and advocacy for Native Americans and Alaska Natives. Free, confidential, anonymous, 24-7. Stronghearts advocates are Native American and take a Native-centered approach to every contact. Call or text 1-844-762-8483. That's 1-844-7-NATIVE. Or chat online at www.strongheartshelpline.org. Think your company's safe? Your staff is working from home, right? As I speak, cyber criminals are mounting attacks across the country. Remember, when we're weakest, cyber criminals attack. Hi, Mark Sommerfeld from Rymark. The Rymark team is guiding our clients through these difficult times. In fact, demand has been so high, we created an easy-to-follow guide. It's yours free. Download our five steps to securely work from home now at rymarkit.com or call 651-328-8900 for a no-cost how-to discussion. Hey, welcome back to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. How? Hey, we are here with Roya, uh, Roya Taylor, and uh, Roya is at the KFAI uh, studio here, uh, and she's uh, chiming in here. And we wanted to get Roya on and talk about what's going on, one, with her show. And two, uh, what's going on in the native community? So I thought it'd be a good good time to reach out to Roya and uh, and say a big ahu. Uh, hey, welcome to Native Ritz Radio, Roya. Oh, thank you, Robert. Uh, you you two caught me flat footed there. I was going to try and howl in unison with you. I forgot about that at the beginning of every episode there, so I missed it. You'll just have to have me on again sometime. At least I I wasn't singing, so nobody yeah. wants to do that. Anyway, uh, Halito and Noah and Kadi to all of my relatives out there across Turtle Island. That's why I always start my program every week here at KFAI Fresh Air Community Radio, KFAI.org. You can always stream it there and then pick us up on the broadcast from the 24-7 schedule on Friday nights at 6 p.m. Turtle Island time or Central Daylight Time as we still call it here. So. Yeah. And uh, Roya, talk a little bit about your show uh, before we get into what's happening in the community. Uh, what, do you, what do you do on your show? I know I've had uh, uh, the great privilege of being on your show a few times. And oh, we yeah. were together at the fair. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, Robert was my date for the evening at the fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did a two-hour block there where we combined or blended uh, my hour at six and Robert's hour at seven here on KFVI. If anybody uh, didn't realize it, but uh, Robert, uh, Native Roots Radio, I'm awake. The best of from the previous week always airs at 7 p.m. here at KFAI 
in Minneapolis. So uh, we did that combined uh, show. We had a great time. We had some great music, some great guests. Yeah, I, I actually listened to that one, Roria. And uh, oh, I think we lost you there for a second. But um, I remember I did listen to that two hour special that you guys did together. And you really put me on to some Buffy St. Marie. So I got to give you a shout out for that. I love that. No, no, uh, Gangladesh or whatever she said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was going to say Gilgamesh, but that's wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a good old classic there. So glad we could do that. But yeah, my, my program is on preceding Roberts every Friday night, 6 p.m. In fact, tomorrow night, I'm just working on finishing up. Uh, we're going to do, uh, my spouse and I do an irregular or occasional, however you want to refer to it, a movie review program. Mm -hmm. So we're highlighting. Uh, a couple of new films, and then uh, maybe a, I don't know if it's a classic yet, but it's an older one from 2008, and then one from 2018. So you may, uh, people have to tune in to hear more about that. Our, our take on whether these are worth spending the time, the dime, and uh, maybe finding it on their streaming service. Yeah. Well, we got a big movie coming up. Uh, yes. Wendy and I have tickets for Friday night. Uh, oh. Oh. To go see Killers oh, of the Flower Moon. Yeah, the Robert Pilot or Bobby P story. Yeah. Yeah, right. We all wish we were Osage, right? <laughs> well, back in then, uh, it was a little scary, but after well, that, it sounded pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> we so have that's, a... that's the show, I guess. Um, hoping to try and get you back on maybe next week when we do. Uh, some more fundraising here at KFEI. <laughs> so we're yeah. in the commercial band of the uh what do they call that the uh the ether i guess <clears throat> yeah. yeah well and it's uh getting to be fundraising time too at the kfai and it's right. always good to support that great station and i feel honored about putting the best of on that station once a week yeah so do we i'm glad you're on the on that 24-7 schedule. And, of course, people can go to kfei.org and pick it up for up to two weeks in the archives. They just have to go back to the, the uh, I can't remember how it's uh, loaded up, but just go to kfei.org and then you click on archives and then you have to go day by day. So that's every Friday. And you'll see Good Medicine at 6 and then Native Roots Radio, I'm Awake, presents at 7. Well, Roya, we, we uh, went and saw For the People and there's a big article, a Q&A with you in there. Yes. I was like, wow, I know this person. <laughs> yeah, it was in the playbill. I did that interview about uh, a month ago. I had been involved in helping the Guthrie and Ty Defoe and Larissa Fast Horse with Indigenous Direction. Although it's interesting because Larissa's on the West Coast and Ty's on the East Coast. So I don't know which. In I suppose all of it is Indigenous Direction. As you're always telling us, you know, every day is Indigenous People's Day. So every direction is Indigenous direction. So that's right. They've got both uh, coasts covered there, but they have been workshopping this this project for the last two and a half years. So I was fortunate to be involved in multiple rehearsals and the stage reading, which took place earlier this year. And then they uh, uh, they've been able to bring it to fruition here with the Guthrie's collaboration and it's now being uh shown on the proscenium theater mm -hmm. and, uh so you know the for those of us as native actors and native performers you know you always have that the guthrie's kind of standing there as a regional jewel of uh theater and so it, it was it's great that this story is now being told it's about franklin avenue it's called for the people Mm -hmm. And uh, it stars many different uh, Native actors from, from both coasts, most notably Wes Studi. Right. And uh, we have some three local actors, Adrian Zamiga January, who's Lakota, and Ernest Briggs, who is from White Earth, and uh, Nathaniel Two Bears, I believe. He yeah. is Hope. Yeah. He's uh people of the sacred voice, and he plays uh, Sage. I, yeah. I like how uh, Wes Studi's... Uh, a uh, character is Herb Ogishik. Ogishik. There's an O in there like he's 
Irish. Yeah, that was the joke when we were running it in uh, script, uh, you know, refinement. I think that was original. That line was originally in there. They, I think they took it out. So, <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear. It was pretty fun. And uh, two, you need to be careful, Roya, if you're in the front row. Because there is a, a, a raining. Uh, oh, oh, no, 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 oh, no I mean, spoiler alert. Yeah, that's, oh, that's one I of did. the big surprises. I remember that from the the stage reading. Of course, we didn't have special effects. This was at the Indian Center. So I've, I understand it's it's gone off really well. People really appreciate that at the end. So I yeah. haven't seen it for myself yet. I'm, I'm hoping to maybe see it tomorrow night or certainly sometime soon. Yeah, definitely. What else is going on in the community here? I mean, uh, there's it's it always seems like when it rains, it pours. There's things yeah. happening, yeah. book readings, and and uh, we're we're going to be down at the Minnesota uh, Historical Society on Saturday doing a live show. There's a, a awesome uh, uh, reframing our story. Uh, right. And we'll we'll be down there interviewing people and uh, just having a good old time Saturday. Yeah, well, I was going to mention that, Robert. But before we get to that, tomorrow evening, uh, preceding the For the People performance at the Guthrie, uh, starting at 6 o'clock, I believe it is, I am going to be making a reprise there with uh, along with Trish Cook, a Red Lake comedian, and uh, Juanita Espinosa, who is Spirit Lake. I believe that's Spirit Lake, Dakota. And uh, we're going to be telling stories about Franklin Avenue from our from our recollection, our memories. In fact, I just met with the two of them this morning. We had coffee and breakfast and just had a good old time and uh, visiting together and kind of laying out the the storytelling order and what we were going to wear and uh, sharing with you. I, you know, I got to go get my hair done, nails, yeah. all that, makeup and all that. So right anyway, on. that's it. Uh, you can still catch that there's a flyer that's going around on social media it's from the guthrie theater and it'll tell you uh, you have to request i think it's called bipoc is the code b-i-p-o-c mm-hmm. you can get access i believe it's free access and i think there might be a slight charge for the actual performance afterwards but mm-hmm. just go to the guthrie theater and you'll you'll see it there and so yeah. that's tomorrow night <clears throat> Yeah, I'm glad you uh, brought that up because uh, I did see that and I was a little confused. So that's uh, that's uh, another thing that's happening there. Well, that that's for people like uh, Haley's age, you know, these younger Indigenous Native folks. Um, mm-hmm. Right on. For us elders, I think we get a freebie on this, free pass, so. Yeah, well, in between naps, I'll get a free pass because I'm a, I'm a baby elder, you know, Roy. <laughs> In training, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I hope you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, we're here with KFAI uh, Good Medicine host Roya Taylor, and we're talking a little bit about her show on KFAI, but also what's happening around the Twin Cities. And boy, we're lucky to be here in this vibrant community. Yeah, you know, when I was looking at the calendar several weeks out, I thought. Oh, wow, that uh, October, November are really going to be exciting, very full of activities. It's almost like around Indian Month in May when there's so many things going on. But, yeah, you're right. Uh, Saturday, October 21st at 8, 11 a.m., reframing our stories over at the Minnesota History Center. That's up there on, uh, oh, what is that? I'm trying to remember the cross streets. But, uh, you know, it's uh, right there right, just looking right out. The, that cathedral. And yeah, right Kellogg. Kellogg, yeah, Kellogg Boulevard, yeah, right there. So there's some limited free or paid parking that's available. That, you know, Rita Walsic aren't. She's in, involved in the, uh, oh, I think they call it the uh, Indigenous or Native Initiatives there at the Minnesota Historical Society. And so that's something they've been working on for several years. It's going to be exciting to see photographs and a narrative that's going to be shared, many different uh, Individuals we would all know or recognize historically, but maybe mm-hmm. even some more contemporary voices. And then uh, the same day at 2 p.m. down in Red Wing is We Are All Related. So, ho, ho, matakiape. So that's, uh, uh, that is something that the city of Red Wing is putting on to commemorate Indigenous Peoples Month. That's another thing. You know, we started out with just a day when they – won the reclamation of October the 12th from that 
Italian sailor who got lost there several hundred years ago. And now we're claiming the whole month, you know, just, right like, you know, well, Roya, th- thanks for stopping in and uh, yep. really appreciate it. You can hear Roya on KFAI on Fridays at six and then my show, the best of native Ritz radio. Thank you so much. And we're going to have to have you on again real soon. Yeah. Sounds good, Robert. Thanks. Thanks Haley. Thanks. Right Ryan. Hey, you're listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake, and up next, we're going to have a surprise guest. We'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us. When we heal from our traumas, when we face our fears, let go of our addictions. When we relearn our values. When we live our teachings. Respecting our elders. Cherishing and honoring our children. When we honor and take care of our spirit. There will be no room left for sexual violence. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Getting bus and train information in your language just got easier. Customers who call Metro Transit at 612-373-3333 are able to select language options at the start of the call. Access Next Trip, their automated real-time schedule information tool and other Metro Transit assistance by calling 612-373-3333. For more information about other transit informational tools, visit metrotransit.org slash tools. Back to school season is here. And while this is an exciting time for parents, kids, and educators, let's not forget how far we've come in our battle against COVID-19. We're in a better place, but COVID-19 is still here, and we need to continue to help protect our communities. With the flurry of new schedules and classrooms, let's not overlook the fundamentals of staying safe. Wash your hands regularly and watch for any symptoms like fever, chills, a cough, or shortness of breath. Should you or someone you know have COVID-19 symptoms, stay home and get tested. Find more tips on continuing to be safe at health.state.mn.us. Let's have this back-to-school season be a time of renewed commitment to our collective health and brighter future for our Native communities. Again, find more tips on continuing to be safe at health.state.mn.us. This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health. Hey, welcome back to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake. This portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, we're here with Robert Blake, as promised, with the Solar Bear with the Solar News. Welcome back, Robert. Hey, thanks, Robert, for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're you're uh, wearing two hats today. We were just listening to Robert Blake with the Cannabis News, and now we're with Robert Blake with the Solar Bear with the Solar News. So, Hit us with uh, the solar news. Well, you know, Robert, there's there's a lot happening in, in the energy transition, right? Um, mm-hmm. And one of them is clean hydrogen. And yeah. so this is going to be another kind of, you know, part of that, you know, transition that's going to be happening with electric vehicles, um, hydrogen vehicles. Um, you know, this will be powering like, you know, take for instance, like big semi trucks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, airplanes, um, wow. you know, um, you know, things like that, right? So, so what had just happened is, um, the U.S. Department of Energy, um, is investing seven billion dollars in America's first regional clean hydrogen hubs. Um, there's seven across the nation. Um, I believe Minnesota is, there's Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin. I think in Illinois, maybe. Um, and it's the deployment of low cost clean hydrogen, kickstarting a national network of clean hydrogen producers, consumers, and infrastructure. Now, you know, the one thing that, you know, Robert, like I think kind of in the last, you know, segment we kind of talked about is, you know, corporate money kind of taking over. And mm-hmm. what what I would advocate for on this or what I would hope is that in these each of these regions across the country mm-hmm. um that the benefits from that particular hydrogen 
development go into those regions. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so um, what I don't want to happen and what I'm afraid is going to happen is that these hydrogen hubs and all of this infrastructure that's being developed to basically do this is then going to be sold to the oil companies. Exactly. And, <laughs> and I think that the oil companies see this play and this is part of, you know, um, kind of their angle and what, and, and what they want to do is take over this market and then buy this infrastructure for pennies on the dollar. Kind right. of something similar that happened during, you know, the credit crisis and the big banks and the way that, you know, they were bailed out and they paid pennies on the dollar, right, for all this. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of kind of see the same, you know, I, I don't want to say steel, but, but situation kind of emerging and i would want everybody to know that they heard it here first on the solar bear with the solar news on the native roots radio network that <laughs> we need to as the public need to advocate that this is not what happens you know it when you're talking about that i think of and i could be totally wrong but i i feel like there's too many uh laws against us ha- grabbing free energy as it is i mean why can't i have a a nice size uh uh, uh windmill and where all this wind is happening by my house to enter you know to save in batteries and but it's a, against the law to have something like that in the city right yeah and and i think you know you know and 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 that's a great like you know because when I think about tribes and their ability to lead in this transition, they don't have all of those rules. And when we're faced with the crisis that we're being faced with around the planet, around the world, you know, this really does, you know, it, it it can't, it it can't have all this red tape. You know what I mean? If we're going to find the different solutions. So I think you're totally right, Robert. And we really have to look at a multifaceted way of that. We're going to all consume our energy, whether it be wind, a, a combination of wind, uh, you know, solar, um, you know, uh, hydro, um, you know, what have you, geothermal, because, you know, and, and, and like you said, the rules <laughs> doesn't allow you to do that. Right. So, like, you know, that's where we're, like I said, tribes are really going to be able to, make inroads, you know, as they create their own tribal utilities, they'll be able to create market share, grab market share. And this is going to be a big opportunity for tribal nations in the future um, to be a part of. Yeah. I I think the, the, the hit, the hit is too. And we talked a little bit earlier in the show about uh, Red Lake and being a sovereign nation and to remind our listeners what a sovereign nation is. It would be like, the United States dealing with France or, you know, England, we're a sovereign nation and we have our own, our own laws and our own police and our, our, and, uh, of course our people live there. Uh, so there's, there's things that we should be able to do if, uh, we're, and not have to ask for permission, especially when it comes to solar and wind. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and, and so one of the things too, is that, you know, like big, um, investor-owned utilities like, say, Excel Energy, right? Mm-hmm. They have a thing called the franchise agreement, and they have a franchise agreement with the city of Saint Paul for twenty years. That's what they sign with them. Huh. Now they only have a franchise agreement with the city of Minneapolis for ten years. But when I think about that, um, you know, um, there's been reports from people that said that, well, Excel Energy doesn't really. Listen to my complaints on St. Paul's side. You know, people in Minneapolis say, well, they listen to my complaints. Maybe it's because they have 10 more years. Right. <laughs> so it's things like that, right? Like, like we, I think we have to rethink, you know what I mean? And and that's going to come from city governments and that's going to come from the voters. Right. You know? And, and so, um, hey, but Robert. Also, also coming from education, from what you're doing and talking to us about, um, this yeah. would not be my radar unless we're talking about it here. Right. You know? 
Someone told me, someone told me at a community event that I was at, that I was speaking at, they were like, XL Energy has a, has an agreement with the city of St. Paul for 20 years. <laughs> and I said, yeah, uh, you think the XL Energy Center in downtown St. Paul is on, is on accident? <laughs> right. You know, um, you know, it, it's stuff like that. Right. And, and they only have one and they only have a franchise agreement with the city of Minneapolis for 10. And, you know, and so it's, yeah, it's those things that, you know, like when I speak at these events, Robert, that mm-hmm. I really do try to educate the, the public about, Hey, Robert, I want to jump to a story around electric vehicles. And I, and I really think this is important because it's about unions. Mm-hmm. It's about the biggest Ford plant in the country. And it's it's basically the United Auto Workers in Chicago, and this is Ford's longest running manufacturing plant, Robert. But get yeah. this, they are wondering if they're going to be able to maintain job security as we transition over into this electric vehicle market. Hmm. So, so this is this is really going to be something that's going to be at the forefront, I think, of unions, um, and especially you know with the big three, because you know. Here's the thing. These electric vehicles are going to last longer. Right. They're going to go longer. And so there's, there is going to be that, that, you know, where we're going to have to figure out how do we get our auto workers? How do we get our, our workforce retooled in other aspects of this transition? You know? Um, so I, I think that's, this is a really interesting piece and I think it's going to be a bigger story down the line. Well, Robert, what about, uh, I think, I think of that and it's the same thing with watches. I have to get a new watch every two years. I think just because there's more and better technology on the, on the phone or the watch and hopefully these companies can see that and, and, and make it affordable that we can get a new car every two years because, you know, it's a cool thing or there's, there's things helping it, but. Yeah, we got to stay tuned to that. Hey, Robert, thanks for being on twice today. Uh, and that's, go ahead, say it. It's the Solar Bear. It's the Solar News with the Solar Bear. Right on. Hey, Pini Gigi, thanks for everyone being on the show. If you're listening to the show, you are part of the resistance from Chief Plenty Coops. The ground in which we stand on is sacred ground. It is the blood of our ancestors. We need to resist, divest, join a group, run for office. We're still here. We are the seventh generation. And free Leonard Peltier. No. no.